0: Hi everybody, Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Locked On Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson.
1: He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So excited to have you here with us on today's program. My name is J.J. Jackson, the host of the show. This is a daily Duke Athletics podcast where we discuss everything going on in the world of Duke Athletics. It's game day. Once again, Duke football on the gridiron tonight, second Friday in a row that Duke has a football game to kick off this 2021 season. Tonight is the home opener at Wallace Wade Stadium on the campus of Duke University as Duke takes on North Carolina T it should be a whole lot of fun we preview that contest and listen to what head coach David Cutcliffe had to say a long-winded presser from David Cutcliffe all the great details about what to expect from Duke as they get ready for their football game versus North Carolina aT follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore blue Devils be sure to subscribe and follow lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast as you'll get the latest episode of of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Send us mailbag questions, Mailbag Monday, devils at gmail.com or... Send us a tweet at LO underscore Blue Devils. Excited to get into today's show. We'll get started in just a moment. It's not too late to listen to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 for previews of every team and every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts. Search Ultimate Season Preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. The NFL season getting kicked off last night between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, and it's not even close. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to Built.com, Built.com, and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, Lock 15 for 15% off your next order. Built Bar, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. The opponent today for the Duke Blue Devils as they get ready to take on North Carolina a and 8 o'clock Eastern kickoff tonight. You can watch the game on the ACC Network. Some news for Duke this week. Mateo Durant was named ACC Player of the Week after rushing for 255 yards last week. The school record to go along with three touchdowns. No one's surprised by that and well-deserving, of course, for Mateo Durant. Other Duke football news to let you know about Matt Smith. Had a torn right ACL last week in the game versus Charlotte. He had surgery on Tuesday this week, a successful surgery, but he will miss the rest of this football season. Matt Smith, a tight end out of Needham, Massachusetts, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds, a red-shirt sophomore tight end who had thirty snaps last year, played in six games. So more of a reserve tight end, more of a blocking tight end, but still a big bummer that he's not going to be able to play. This, uh, this game or the rest of the season for our Duke Blue Devils. North Carolina A&T is the opponent tonight for Duke. The Blue Devils all-time are 1-0. and They are 10-3 and in home openers when David Cutcliffe has been the Duke football head coach. As this is his 14th season, this will be his 14th home opener looking to improve to 11-3 and then 2-0 versus North Carolina A&T. Duke won that first game. 45-13 to versus a t back in 2019, just a few seasons ago. And in fact, three current Blue Devils scored their first touchdowns of their Duke careers in that game. Jalen Calhoun did. He actually had two touchdowns in that game. Wide receiver Eli Pankle had his first career touchdown versus A&T. And Mateo Durant found the end zone for the first time in his Duke career. I think that's going to continue again tonight. I think Duke is going to have no problems with North Carolina AT. I hope they're able to protect the ball a little bit better than they were last week versus Charlotte. I think it'll be a different outcome if Duke is able to do that. So excited for this game to be able to kick off. And I'm really excited to uh, watch football again tonight with our Duke Blue Devils. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, David Cutcliffe will join the podcast. It's his press conference. He previews the game versus North Carolina AT. Don't go anywhere. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is just rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not even to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You just don't stand a chance. We're now introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner-take-all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that, not at all. You are in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/lockedon. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stat com slash locked on stat com slash locked on.
0: Uh, to start with, um, when, when you have a team early in the season, uh, not play as well as it should as, in general, but let's talk about situationally, uh, seize opportunities to win games. Um, when, when you have critical plays uh, in a game, and I know y'all want to talk about that one first before we move on, and then we will move on. Um, but the um, six plays defensively gave up eight, 218 yards. Um, you, you have to seize those moments. Some of them were where we could have gotten off the field. Uh, offensively, the opportunities to score points were there throughout the game. Um, and we, we didn't take advantage of those opportunities. I thought we played solid in the kicking game, and we don't hunt solid. We, we're trying to play at the highest level in the kicking game to create opportunities for our offense and our defense. And so with that said, what, what I'm looking at are opportunities that the head football coach has to have a team prepared better for, and I mean that wholeheartedly. I think we can have a good football team. You, you can't think it though, you have to be one. And the only way I know to be one is to get the work done on the practice field. So we have already practiced twice since that game. We practiced um, Saturday afternoon. We practiced Sunday afternoon. Um, there, w- there were spirited work. Um, so I'm very proud that nobody here and will not ever hang your head and there's no reason to hang your head. You move forward and you attack it, as Ross Cockrell said years ago here. You either run to it or you run from it, and we're going to run to it. And that's the mentality you have to take with you. As far as North Carolina A&T, there's a reason they're a championship program under Coach Washington. Uh, got really good players and they've really well coached. They have a veteran staff, a veteran head coach. Um, they know how to win they've won a lot of football games Um, they were without some of their key elements at Furman. i don't know what that circumstance is moving forward but i do know that uh, you can see his influence in in uh, the defensive style they play and a very attacking defense uh, really really attack you up front and and really do a great job in the secondary mixing things up his influences there, and they've got good coaches in the area of special teams, and offensively they got weapons everywhere. They got a good, solid offensive line. I was really impressed with Fowler at quarterback. He's got a great release and a really accurate arm. Their two backs are terrific um, players, and their wide receiver core is looks special. And so, uh, another big challenge for us, not only in the opponent we're playing, but a big challenge in getting better on that practice field and not talk about it but absolutely get it done and um, that's kind of covering a lot of things but i wanted to cover a lot of things for you all where you could frame your questions so go ahead
1: hit with defense first um, in the game he had nine quarterback hurries but only one sack and um, it, it seemed like, was that just a matter of you guys not winning one-on-one battles um, at, at, at key times? Because, I mean, with not hurries, you got some pressure. But it seemed like Reynolds was pretty comp- comfortable back there in the pocket. In well, teams.
0: there's a lot. He has something to do with it because he really is cat-quick and elusive and, you know, kind of that Doug Flutie size, you know, that's hard to pin. Um, but there's a lot that goes into that. I, I was a bit surprised because we played our quarterbacks live more in camp than we ever have. I mean, we, we were able to sack our quarterbacks defensively because I wanted us to get better at finishing pass rush. Um, we have really made an emphasis in all of our pass rush drills to try to finish and tackle a, the, the the robot dummy, you know? Um, and it's moving as well. So again, a bit surprised, but you have to look at every aspect of everything we're doing. Um, Three or four more sacks in a game can win a game. That's what I'm talking about, how you win games. And, you know, it's not okay when not only you get hurries, but you get escapes that turn into big plays. So, and this quarterback's very capable this week, very athletic, bigger and stronger. So that's a key element right now for our team is to be able to get to a quarterback and get them on on the ground. To follow up on Steve's question, it seems like the tackling was a little bit sub, suboptimal, subpar. Not just guys missing tackles, but guys taking a, a bad angle, being out of position. Are those correctable mistakes, or is it scheme, execution, personnel? What's, what's going on there? Well, tackling, I thought the biggest issue was we left our feet. We didn't run through people. We spent a lot of time tackling uh, drills, uh, we only have the two scrimmages, and we did. That's another reason we let our quarterbacks get hit. Uh, but some of that showed up in scrimmages. And so you you got with this team a lot of competition. And if you don't tackle well, somebody else will. And that's where we are right now. Somebody will finish sacks. Somebody will tackle well. Um, we can't give easy access plays, but we also can't give extra yardage. you got to tackle well to play good defense. Coach, one of the things that hurt a little bit last season was getting off to a slow start in the first and in third quarters, or coming out of the game. That definitely seemed to affect you in this one. Was there something? No, that? I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, you just you, you, when you play uh, offense first, you, we all know how successful you are in games when you score, uh, and and I thought we shot ourselves in the foot there, so. I don't think it has anything to do with, with when we followed some of those possessions up you know, more slowly. I don't think there's a nervousness with this team. We've had teams that were a little too nervous, and then certainly the second half, we had chances to get off the field big time and didn't, didn't get it done. That should not have been a scoring drive to open the, the second half. You look at the reality of why it happened more so.
1: Um, Gunner, how would you rate his his first game? Another fumble,
0: obviously you don't want to see, but other than that, yeah, I'll take credit for the fumble. I could hear Coach Majors um, yelling at me um, from his grave. He was one of the best at when you're in traffic, and, and Gunner had the ball here. That as soon as you feel anything near the goal line in traffic, you get your other hand on the ball to secure it. And I hadn't coached that well enough, and I hold the I told the whole team. That Saturday, and I told um, Gunner and our co- coaches took it to heart as well, but that's my responsibility is to – that's what, a situation football. A ball inside the five-yard line, you've got to protect it, go over the top protecting it. And, um, you know, when I showed him, and I just – he had the ball a little low. So when you get the other hand, the natural thing is, is to draw the ball where it should be anyway. And that's poor coaching on David Cutcliffe's part. So I got yelled at, rightfully so. Um, most of the way back on the bus. I'm serious. So um, I just felt it. And, and then, you know, Gunner played really good. I mean, he threw the ball well. Uh, what I would like him to do, there were, you know, four or five situations where you got to measure the down and know the down and know in third down whether we're going to play for it on fourth down and understand circumstances of when you can not afford to ever take a loss, when you don't want to create a new bad down in distance in certain circumstances. And that's, you know, again, Falls, that's what I'm talking about me. I can, I can coach that better. And, but, but the player's part of it is once you're coached, uh, try not to make the same mistake twice. You know, that's why we practice, that's why we scrimmage, and you try to put them in every situation you can on the practice field so when it comes to the game, they have faced that situation and they know exactly what to do. We try to do that with our practice schedules, but when you don't do it, try and doesn't matter. Get the job done, period, you know. So it's, that's, that's the biggest issue. These are correctable things uh, that we as coaches can get accomplished. And players. Just elaborating a little bit further on that. Were you able to see things in the film work that ah, that's it. You know, if we can just a bunch. I mean, there was uh, I, I really went through all of it with the team, and at, at every position there was really good play. At, at every position, uh, there there's enough play there that you know you can. Uh, but but unfortunately, when when you're playing football. You don't ever know which which play or five plays or eight plays is gonna win or lose the game. And so the whole focus has to be from every one of us that I'm trying to win the game on this play. I'm I am if it is to be, it's up to me. And that's how you play as a team. You're doing your role, your part. And consistency is the first element of anything being really, really good or ever being great. And without it, there's no no shot. A guy can pitch a no hitter one time and every other time he pitches his his ERA is over five. Do you think he's great because he pitched a no-hitter? No. You know, you understand what I'm saying. So again, I view I view our consistency uh, on on my accountability is how I view it personally. David yeah, Jake Bobo had a, a really good game didn't get a lot of help from the, the rest of the wide receiver core what is he doing so much better than his teammates and how do you bring those guys up to his well, level yeah he he's well i think they're all playing you know as hard and as good as they play sometimes the ball goes to you sometimes it doesn't um just depending upon the concept and the route one of the things jake did do good was separate from man coverage and uh, you everybody has to separate from man coverage if you you're playing man and a db breaks up the pass you can't just call that quarterbacks issue and we've done a lot of work of that all all fall and you know we got competition that's great i mean we got a lot of competition and i want players to earn playing time on that practice field
1: you You really liked your running back room. Obviously, Durant had a career night, but Jordan Waters, obviously a few impressive runs including that first touchdown. Have you seen him progress and just really maximize the opportunities
0: he's been giving? Jordan, since he's been here, he's really strong physically. You can see that in how he runs. He's become more comfortable within our system, and he's playing at a faster pace playing in the passing game faster he's playing in the run game faster making decisions and i do think we have an element in that that running back room that we'll see more people and we can rest mateo some we need mateo obviously uh to be great in the fourth quarter um but you know he he managed it i mean his conditioning level is is pretty amazing and part of that comes from how he works on the practice field talking about mateo but jordan Uh, what he said to me about Mateo he said I got to soak it up like a sponge and I had a couple of young running backs that said the same thing they they, he's their leader as a player in that room but but I think our backs can make a difference and you know with the circumstances you face as the season goes on with injury I mean we could have two backs in the game at the same time that's a likely possibility so we'll see where it goes. You mentioned in the past about how you scheduled nc central to kind of unite the communities and there's more and more in d1 football about giving hcbus an opportunity uh, is this an extension of that yeah i think that you know first of all it's, it's another in-state school and a really good program and i and i think it's good for our community uh here in durham i think it's good for our state to do that i think it's good for duke university to bring the HBC programs onto our campus when we when we can and when it works out in a scheduling circumstance and so yeah I think there's some significance to that all the way back with Moe's rising was the coach you know, I, I approached him about that opportunity to, to, to bring a community together and of course this is Durham night uh, there are a lot of uh, Duke fans in Durham, There, are, I know there are a lot of A&T fans in Durham so hopefully we had a great turnout uh, in the stadium on a Friday night. I'm, I'm excited about what the prospects of that are.
1: Jordan Moore gave you an explosive play, his little time of the game there. Um, what do you see his role being going forward? Well, I
0: think the quarterback thing has got an element of competition, and, and it's not just Jordan. It's certainly Luca. It's certainly Riley. And, you know, we, we felt like that, that we needed a little boost, a little different tempo at that point and i think he can have a role um and the reason he got that shot is that he's done that in in our scrimmages i mean he's just flat done it i mean he has got tremendous speed i'm gonna we'll have to talk to him about his left hand turns um uh, when when the road leads this way you know don't go off the road um but uh, and we did chuckle about that a little bit uh the next day but uh uh, just a little overexcited, a little overthinking on his part. But yeah, he's, he's got a lot of talent, um, a, a lot which they all do. I, I'm really, I really like that room. And we're looking at a lot of things uh, that we can do to make ourselves better offensively. Coach, you mentioned um, the, the mantra of running to these challenges and not running from them. But at the same time, you as the head coach, do you feel
1: a sense of urgency for your team this week? To, to, to make sure you get this victory to really let go of what happened last Friday night?
0: Yeah, I think every football team faces that after a loss. You, you try. We use the term, you know, don't let one loss become two. Uh, you can't hang your head. But you also, not just that, you have to address what led to the loss. If we don't get better on the practice field, if we don't change what we're doing on the practice field, then don't expect different results. And it's always important, for a program where we're sitting right now these guys you know hadn't won much in the last two years so right now it's time to to get that boost of confidence and in, in energy that comes with winning never a guarantee and I, I expect it to be hard but i think hard will be good for this team
1: how'd you come out of this first game health wise anybody long-term injuries
0: out of it or? well yeah we possibly with matt smith and um right now so that's unfortunate. We'll see beyond that where we are, but um, we'll know more details. But, um, you know, it's just – I'm sitting here thinking, you know, why? You know, you stay healthy, healthy, and, you know, you have a no con- non-contact circumstance. And it's just like, please, Lord, you know. But we'll, we'll see. The, the pass-catch game seemed a little bit off in this game, so to speak. Other, there was a couple of big plays that accounted for a lot of yardage. Did you see anything there that just maybe was – Our pass catch, is that what you said? the passing game. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, we obviously dropped a big post opportunity and, you know, we really didn't miss many, you know, throws as far as big opportunities. But, yeah, I mean, you can't leave those. That's what I'm talking about, situational football. you got to know how to win a game. And you can't leave yards on the field. I mean, we had 35 lost yards. Or otherwise, we have 387 yards rushing. You catch the balls, you got a 700-plus yards uh, offensive football game. You know, I mean, that's, to me, the most obvious part of this. It's not as discouraging as it is encouraging if you do something about it.
1: Coach. Two years ago, Jalen Calhoun kind of has a signature performance against nca I'm just curious if, if this is at all kind of a launch pad to get him back, heavily reincorporated into the game plan. Well, I
0: mean, he's always – you know, that's what people we, – we can't just single out players based on what they're doing coverage-wise dictates where the ball goes. Um, two years ago, from a coverage standpoint, our slot got opportunities. Based upon what we saw – uh, this past week, it wasn't near as much. We got got it to him some, but that's that's where the quarterback has to read coverage. And but Jalen is a really good football player, really good football player. He's gonna always be in our plans every week. Is that position will be in our plans? But he he, what I want him to do is to work toward that complete player, playing great without the ball as well. And if you do both of those, you got a shot. I don't care what sport it is. If you will look, whether it's a puck or a ball, the guys that play great without it are great ones, if that makes sense. And that's, I had a high school coach that often would, we'd practice without a football. And he would tell us quickly the guy that has the ball is not going to win the game. It's all you guys that don't have the ball. There's 10 of you on offense, there's 11 of you on defense. How bad you want to learn how to play football? Now, if I did that this day in time, what do y'all think would happen to me? Huh? It'd be a boycott the next day and then somebody would be out there with handcuffs, but that's what Coach White did and we didn't lose, so he was right. Coach, going back to what you said about Mateo's endurance, um, it seems like last year that was a struggle for a lot of players in college football, so how much has he worked in the last eight months or so when things are getting back to normal on on having that endurance? We, we had a, a talk. It's interesting you asked that. And, you know, he was talking to me about what what can I do, what can I do. We had a talk back in, in March. And I said, Mateo, you ever heard of um, uh, the sophomore slump or senioritis? We've all heard that term senioritis, right? And I said, the, the greatest weapon that you have as an athlete to combat it is conditioning and effort. If you'll focus on that. And really nothing else. Don't try to refine your game. Your game is good. Focus on conditioning and effort. And and I think he took it to heart, to be honest with you. And I really believe that's the best way to avoid those two scenarios that occur often in, in our sport, college football, for sure.
1: David, you played Friday, so I don't know if you probably saw much football Saturday, you know, with extra time or not around the ACC. It wasn't a great weekend. Can you take much from that as – uh, maybe indicating more unpredictability in the ACC, or is it just one week? Don't overblow it. How do you kind of look
0: at that? I, I think it's one week. Um, Twenty-five practices, limited number of contact days, uh, not being in someone's camp, not knowing you know how beat up they were or how prepared they were. You got to roll the dice as a coach to scrimmage a lot and get enough snaps to be game ready. And so I don't think we would overreact to any of that. The dust will come out. You know, I'm, I'm going uh, <coughs> to, excuse me, turn my vote in tomorrow on the coaches' poll. I mean, okay. Alabama number one, that's a pretty good shot. The rest of it, you just roll them out there, you know. So uh, I don't think early we really know a lot, right? So. Coach, can you speak on the game plan Friday night uh, versus T? Will we see a more balanced offense attack, or is it pretty much the mentality if it's not broke, don't fix it? Mateo's having a field day, keep feeding the ball. And on the defensive end, is it going to be more cover three man defense? What can we expect Friday night versus T? Well, I'll- North Carolina A&T will dictate what you're doing offensively as far as run, pass, balance. We'd always like to be balanced, always. You want to be able to, to run the football when you want to run it. You want to be able to throw the football when maybe they don't expect you to throw the football. That's the best kind of offense you can play and every week, that's pretty much the same. Defensively, I think our focus is always we're going to be true to our schematic approach, but We've already said it in here. We got to tackle better. We got to stop easy access passes, where a guy's catching. I mean, you, most of the guys at this level can throw and catch it pretty good if it's easy access. We didn't have much easy access on the other side, offensively. So that's where our focus lies as far as planning to play the next opponent. You've coached a lot of quarterbacks over the years. How much does a kid improve from game one to game two in your experience? Well, particularly when they haven't played a lot, it's significant. Um, You know, they go in just a completely different feeling. Um, You try to avoid it by the speed of the game in practice. And I had a conversation with the offensive coaches this morning. You're trying your best to simulate a game at practice. We work against each other, and then we we swap our threes and, and fours some to work against other schemes um, in the days of having 150 players, you could really energize a defense and an offense going against your starters, and you could get the speed of the game with the smaller squads that you now have. And particularly, we, we, we've had here, for the most part, you're trying to reinvent things a little bit, how you practice. And so, I think game playing is extremely important for the quarterback position, the way we have to operate and practice today I'm not whining it is what it is and we've been doing it for a while but it's it's when you have a new one you you know you, you go in kind of wondering what you're gonna see and and they will get better as they play
1: coach I don't know if you'd seen it but pro football had Duke's offensive line at, at three overall for the whole weekend I was curious what, what you saw with the offensive line about things that were going right
0: yeah I don't pay attention to them because they're making a lot of money doing what they're doing and that's the focus of their business um, but our business is to have them play well and they did um, they, they really did um, we played uh, eight people pretty heavily and uh, normally we don't get to do that and we're going to continue to try to grow that uh, I think this team has a chance to be unique in the number of people that can contribute and uh, uh, that was my biggest challenge I don't want to see anybody whine about not playing. I want to see people earn. And the more people that earn it, if they earn it on the practice field, then it's our job or my job to see that they get opportunities, whether it's five snaps or 20 snaps. It makes us a better team. And so that's that's where we are right now. And I think there's some more offensive linemen that can ready themselves to play. How did Jack Wallenball come out of his first game is- all right, it's sore, in his nuts. Perfect, good to go. He he practiced in full pads yesterday and was fine. So he's a tough guy, and um, it was good for him to get that confidence. But he scrimmaged this this August too, so he he already experienced it. So he's doing real well. All right, thank you all very much.
1: As I said, a little long-winded today from David Cutcliffe. A lot of questions were able to be asked, and he had good answers. I loved him talking about the pass rush. A lot of people a little alarmed by the lack of a pass rush from Duke this past Friday versus Charlotte. But look, he was saying that they could sack the quarterback in practice during fall camp. Went into full detail about that, did head coach David Cutcliffe. Like Gunnar Holmberg, hey, you're going to be the starting quarterback. Get used to a pass rush coming after you. We're going to sack you in practice. So many times you see those quarterbacks wearing the red jerseys, non-contact. Stay as far away from them as possible. That was not the case for Duke football in fall camp. Let's hope that that pays off as they continue throughout this 2021 season. I'm very hopeful that Duke finds a way to pick up their first win of the college football season this upcoming or tonight when the game kicks off versus North Carolina ANT. That about wraps up today's show. Again, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter. My name is JJ Jackson, the host of the show my Twitter handle at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Make sure you check out Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper for a big-time breakdown of the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is J.J. Jackson. Thank you and good day.